Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This episode of Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends contains references to self-harm and abuse. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends. My name is Emily Lang. I am an actress, writer, singer, codependent, addict and a recovering everything. And this is the Rock Bottom Podcast, where we discuss the white knuckle moments when we thought it was over and how we clawed our way back to sanity and light from the absolute pits of despair. Today, we are discussing that fourth response to trauma that I alluded to last week, fawn, F-A-W-N, sometimes known as appease. This is, in my opinion, the sneakiest of the trauma categories because it cryptically disguises itself as benevolence, compassion, understanding. It takes a really, really long time to notice it in yourself. I mean, I love to fawn. I am a huge fawner. My Patronus would be a fawn in a brilliant sequel, Harry Potter and the trauma response. (laughs) The fawn response is an interesting one because it can weirdly seem kind of lovely, almost charming. And that, yes, I understand you. Yes, I hear you. Yes, that must have been so hard for you. Yes, I am a terrible person. Indeed, this situation has resulted entirely from my sheer level of fuck up. Yes, I will absolutely go do a Paul Bettany from the Da Vinci Code. Can this be over now? Fawning is essentially entirely abandoning your own experience and needs in order to deflect conflict and diffuse confrontation. It's kind of like gaslighting yourself. What you felt, what you experienced doesn't matter. It isn't right. It didn't happen. You will merge with another person's perception of reality, their needs, their emotions, forfeit all your boundaries and melt into a sticky puddle of people pleasing. Because in my experience, there is great safety in surrender. In animal terms, as I truly believe all trauma responses emerge from somewhere deeply primal, fawning is making yourself as appealing and as unthreatening as possible towards perceived threat, transfiguring yourself into a pygmy puff and flaying yourself stupid, saying and doing anything to restore peace and save the relationship. Yes, I will absolutely let you treat me like total dog shit. I am dog shit. It's only appropriate. But you won't leave me, right? 
I am so lucky that you allow me to stay in your life, even with this massive wheelbarrow of dog shit that I cart around everywhere I go. Spoiler, the dog shit doesn't really exist. But when you tell enough people that it does and you sit in it every day, it becomes pretty tangible. Now, fawning, appeasing, people pleasing, whatever you want to call it, and stay with me on this. It can be quite manipulative. And don't worry, remember, I lead the fucking charge on fawning. You're not being manipulative on purpose. You're just trying to keep yourself safe. And like I said, it's difficult to spot. We don't even know that we're doing it half the time, but it is in essence being untruthful in an attempt to get the desired result. Tucking away your own truth, bolstering and enabling someone else so they sit astride your Patronus fawn happy as a clam while your needs are packaged away in a tiny brain box that is getting ready to explode. But you've got what you want. Threat deactivated, person sat on the fawn still safely in your life, no matter how toxic or draining. So why do we fawn? Fawning is deeply connected with childhood trauma and complex trauma. I've got both of those. It comes from being heavily influenced by a shame-based environment, being abused, being brought up thinking that your needs and opinions didn't matter. We learned that speaking up caused trouble, that we were wrong, that others were far more important than us, far more clever, that people would leave you if you stood up for yourself. The only way to stay safe was by saying and doing what we thought others wanted to hear and see. Ergo, people-pleasing is the only safe and plausible way to exist. I find it near impossible to set a boundary. No, I've tried, but I will either end up convincing myself that it's not important enough to risk the conflict and therefore won't say anything, or I'll broach it and immediately abort if there's even a whiff of contention. I have enormous abandonment issues and will attempt to keep everyone I can close to me, even at extreme personal expense. Let go. You don't need them. You're better off without them. I wish, I wish I could hear these things and put them into practice, but so far, no such luck. If people up and leave my life or demonize me, yep, they're absolutely right to do that. It's all my fault. Let me tell you that it is never that black and white. And it's easy to abandon, bully, or demonize a fauna because most likely they'll never make a fuss. And moreover, they'll probably fucking agree with the decision. No chance of a smear campaign easily tossed because we'll bear all the responsibility. But trust me, the people that toss you aside so easily, they were never your friends to begin with. I'm still trying very hard to digest that. And in moments of terrible, terrible struggle, I try and remind myself that I shouldn't be mourning for the people who would have cried at my funeral, but don't show up because I survived. <sighs> So why do you think you've got no friends? Well, maybe you had a ton who treated you like a doormat and now you've cleared space to welcome better ones in. I envy that level of bravery and self-preservation. Remember, everyone has shit. Everyone is a bit crap in one way or another. It's not just you swanning around creating chaos with your massive cart of manufactured dog shit while everyone else is perfectly healed and unquestionably right. Nothing is that simple. And beware the people who bear no responsibility. I have been in two abusive relationships. Differently abusive, because nothing is that simple in this respect either. And also people pleasers are ripe picking for narcissists, psychopaths and addicts, by the way. But I will acknowledge that I still exhibited some pretty toxic behaviour whilst I was within them. 
yes, I was pushed and mainly in full survival mode, but I still enabled and was unbelievably codependent. I self-harmed. I desperately grabbed at straws in order to get affection and attention. Yep, I did all those things. Doesn't mean it was all my fault. (laughs) And really, it's to be expected, you know. And I'm still, would you believe it, struggling with the intrusive thoughts that I fully deserved all I got and the following smear campaigns were complete gospel. Yes, I am a liar and insane and whatever the fuck else they've said about me. I should probably go live in a cave in the furthest reaches of John O'Groats, only emerging at night to become the stuff of legend like a small brunette Grinch. Parents will warn their children about me. Beware the cave millennial. Everything she touches turns to shit. Really. Nothing is this black and white, and black and white thinking is very unhealthy. Now, if you recognise fawning, appeasing, people-pleasing within yourself and are now panicking and think that you need to entirely change your ways and responses, no, 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 no. You don't need to build a battlement and strike down any approaching conflict or criticism with a longbow. Listen to what people have to say. Just check in with yourself before responding. I suggest making a list of values. And remember, your values will look very different to someone else's. But how do I, I being very important here, want to be a good person, a good sibling, child, friend, employee? How do I want to be good to myself? So when you feel yourself wanting to fawn, pause. Is my response in line with my values? Am I doing this? Am I saying this in order to please someone else to diffuse? Is this how I actually feel or is my response at personal cost? Is my response actually self-betrayal, self-flagellation? Is this response authentic or am I doing it for someone else's benefit? Just give yourself a gentle nudge. Changing your responses feels unbelievably unnatural and deeply, deeply frightening. For me, it feels like bungee jumping blindfolded. Like, I know I'll probably survive, but there's going to be what feels like a deadly plummet first. Validate your experience. It's likely that, if you're a fauna, you grew up feeling incredibly invalidated. If you've been a victim of abuse, you've probably been gaslit to a biblical degree. The level of difficulty that comes with trying to believe your own experience when you've been dismissed or been told you're wrong or a liar, that should not be underestimated. Acknowledge the challenges that you've faced and are facing and that your journey towards breaking the unhealthy patterns is wonderfully brave. Try valuing yourself. You've probably built an entire identity around being appealing. You're only okay. You're only beautiful. You're only worthy if someone else tells you that you are. Maybe find something for you. Carve out some time for you and you alone that is not informed by anyone else's opinion. Like I went through a phase of making all my own clothes purely for my own pleasure. And it was wildly, wildly satisfying. And now as I'm saying it, I'm going to start doing it again. (laughs) I think that there may be a big part of fawning that walks hand in hand with British sensibility. The extreme culture of extreme polite. For all those listening who don't live in England, what do you think? I had a conversation with someone recently who said that their bravery with self-expression and honesty improved exponentially when they learned to speak another language. There was no nuance or subtlety with a new vernacular, and therefore they spoke in superlatives. They said how they felt, what they wanted, and all with zero apology. They weren't met with shame, rejection, or animosity, and therefore gained an understanding that they could be honest about their needs and not hide in deflection and self-betrayal. Kind of great. So maybe all us fawns should invest in Duolingo and learn to set boundaries in Italian or something. 
That's something to think about at least. <laughs> but if anyone has any tips, please send them my way. My fawn is very safe and very familiar and very content, but it's also shitting all over my house and takes up far too much room. Oh my gosh. So vive la revolution. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. A new episode coming at you every Tuesday. Send your stories or get in touch at contact at whydoyouthink.com. I'll see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.